Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. This is actually the 10th ever episode, so it's a bit of a milestone. Thanks to everyone who's listened so far and sent me feedback and all that type of stuff. And a special thank you to all the guests who have also appeared on the show. John Yoon's the guest on this episode. John's got a whole heap of experience in ultra running. He's represented Australia twice in the 24-hour track team, and he was also in the Backyard Ultra Australian team that ran at Miram Wernet. So sit back, relax, and here you go. Okay, good day, John. How are you going? Well, thank you, David. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks. Okay. So I thought um, I'd just start off by asking, how did your ultra running journey begin? Uh, I think it's pretty much similar to other people, but uh, I started running marathons. Uh, back in the days and um and someone basically just mentioned uh, one of my friends mentioned he ran a 100 case the year before you know in the blue mountains that was the the north face 100 now the the uta uh quite famous now but um yeah so he said he's running 100 again so um i've never done anything over 40 k's uh till then but i signed up and i I fronted up to the line and struggled but uh got to finish and i enjoyed it so yeah yeah Uh, you mentioned marathons though were you a fast marathon runner when you were doing the marathons no no definitely not (laughs) um even till then i think i was struggling to break 330s three hour thirties back then um i only really got past the three hour mark just recently uh recently as in last probably five six years i guess oh yeah seemed like yeah um but yeah that's uh it took me a while like slowly from four hours something to the very first one 415 420 i think for the very first one to uh oh, yeah. eventually getting to 330s and then uh eventually you know 315s and then yeah yeah new york marathon so probably about five years ago i cracked like three hours and that was uh that was great that was you yeah. know the other 10 years yeah well done that's great um <laughs> Uh, do you still run the odd marathon still or yeah. uh, because of all the uh the interruptions but i've been thinking yeah i, I should I, I want to do another one yeah for sure for sure yeah. i do i do enjoy it yeah yeah and um because i've been looking at your um cv and um i i, I you've obviously running a few trail races and ultras for a few years and then you started running the 24-hour races yes. and it looks like that's when you really came into your into into your own and like so are they your favorite race format um favorite like like you said i was i happened to be good at it maybe i don't know um i did find a uh a sweet spot in some ways yeah yeah um is it my favorite i happen to be like stuck in it <laughs> i almost can't tend to get it that's why i say yeah i'd like to do a marathons again and then some of these other uh, events again but that's what i've been uh, concentrating on for sure for sure yes recently yeah and i think from what i've seen you've done over 200 k's in 24 hour races mm-hmm. four times yeah um, you've done six 24 hour races i think and you've always done well um what are some tips um to doing well in a 24-hour race uh i suppose the preparation is 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 always the key in any race whether it be a miler you know a miler as in one miler i'm talking about uh 5k 20k marathon uh preparation is is 
is a lot. It's you're probably talking, you know, six, 12 months of solid training to get up to that. But um, on the day, you're probably talking about, yeah. Um, Anything and everything, really. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, on the day is um, just a mental uh, side of things. But if I had to point out something, the pacing, pacing. Again, same with all the other uh, races as well. Um, but pacing is, is, is very important. Yeah, it comes into it because it's such a longer race. It's drawn out a little bit more. Uh, even the 5Ks, you know, you can't go out all out first 2Ks. You will blow up even in 5Ks. You still walk and finish. Whereas in 24, when you blow up at 12 hours, it's a, it's a long way. So, um, so, I'm sorry. But, yeah, pacing, pacing for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned the mental side of things as well like you must i mean most ultra runners i guess are mentally tough did you know that you were like really mentally tough before you started doing these ultra this ultra running um no no i'll sort of think about it but you know other people i don't know whether i'm necessarily more mentally stronger than other people or i'm obviously in this format i am keen and, and uh, there's a motivation to do that yeah um but then i sort of think of normal people and normal normal people <laughs> other people and, and say hey you know it's hard to look after a, a kid you know how, how do you wake up every single day 3 a.m 4 a.m for they're waking up and, and they're doing their job right and, and they're doing the stuff um so are they, they mentally tough you know yeah. are they they just don't run but um so i think about it in that way but yeah i don't, I don't think i'm necessarily mentally tougher than other people i am definitely keen on on this sort of uh, uh this side of aspect of of, of life of, of um uh exercises and, and running um and competing to some ways yes yeah so, yeah that's my thoughts anyway on that side. Mm. you mentioned training for a 24-hour race i'm really i'm really into 24-hour races as well mm -hmm. by the way um so you mentioned when you're training for them, you obviously would go on long runs. What what time, what type of distances are you covering in a week when, leading up to a 24-hour race? And what type of pace are you running when you're training for those type of races? Yeah. Um, probably prior to COVID was probably my peaks or during COVID even. Uh, obviously, there was no events then, but um, looking at around that, peaks of 160 180s yeah um on the the probably the i guess maybe the important thing is the the like the the base or the, the dead average say over a year is is basically similar to other people that 100ks a, a week is a dead average yeah. including all the races and all the breaks and whatever mm. um and that seems to be kind of the people most people are at um yeah, if you look around yeah and when you do your 24 hour races is do you have a particular aim like do you, are you always aiming for 240ks or does it kind of like depend on how you're feeling on the day um yeah going into it you have a target i have i do i have a target yeah um whether it be a certain well look I, i'll say i'll i'll have a go at certain you know age group records and, and records that are that are out there as well yeah um 
but yeah, you definitely have a, a solid target, 240. Um, for example, the last one was um, I wanted to make it into the, the team again, the Australian team again, to go to the World Championship in uh, in one year time. Yeah. Um, so it was in that window of two years uh, within that World Championship. So 240 was the target. Mm. Uh, the secondary target on the day was, yeah, um, 250. I've never been to 250, so yeah. Yeah. So um, running 240s and average pace is six minutes pace. Um, when you're training, do you try and pace yourself at that kind of – how long are you running for when you're training? Um, at oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, you did mention the pace thing before as well. Um, yeah, so essentially you are trying to the, – the, the, the goal ultimately is to, to keep that six-minute K, you're right, absolutely. Um, so you need to be very comfortable at that pace. So your, you know, slow runs are generally landing at around that five minute case. Right. Five thirties. Yeah. Um, just constantly you can probably, you know, run a fair bit with that. Um, actually the the average pace for twenty-four, yeah, two hundred and forty Ks is um is six minute case. But you know, the toilet breaks, little slow down or little breaks, whatever uh, that you have, you're probably doing around that five thirty mark. Yeah. Uh, when you're moving, the moving pace is about 525.30s. Yeah. Um, um, so you need to be very comfortable at that pace. Um, again, like I said, like, you know, slow runs that you do will be around that five minute, maybe a little bit under yeah, at, your, at your peak. Maybe even 430s, actually, 430 to 5s. Yeah. Will be your cruising pace. Yeah. Um, you still do your speed work and, and whatever. You still need that strength and, and muscles to, uh, to take all those pounding over the time. So, um, I still do some intervals. Um, at the start, you might be sharper intervals like the, you know, maybe the 400, 800, but generally they'll go longer to K, 2K, 3K, kind of longer. It is an almost tempo run, maybe tempo-ish run, but, uh, yeah, uh, generally it takes like, it gets longer and longer and longer as, um, towards the end of your, your, your peak training, uh, for those intervals and, and tempo runs. Yeah. Are you going to be? Are you planning on doing the Coburg Twenty Four next year? Um, I wasn't going to, but uh, now I'm thinking back again. Yeah, <laughs> because I've got a qualifier in early. I think I'm yeah, I'm one of the first ones, or maybe Kevin Muller's got one as well. But uh, yeah, and then there are certain other people that are certainly capable. Um, so they'll probably turn up the Coburg. Yeah. Um, just to have a run with them. It'll be great. But I'll yeah, let's see. We'll see. Yeah, um, but Coburg and, and probably mid-year, there's a Southern Sydney and a, and a Canberra uh, Invitational. So those three races probably would be the, the key ones over the uh, over the next year. Yeah. And the Clint Eastwood, the backyard ultra scene. Um, you were a little bit late on to your first backyard ultra. Like a lot of people, um, I mean, they've been around for a two or three years now and you ran your first one at the Clint Eastwood which was just uh in August so was it did the format appeal to you or were you just not interested or what was the reason for a bit of a delay I always it, it, it's an interesting format no matter how you put it yeah right? especially if you're a runner then yeah it's uh it's very cleverly done Everything kind of fits into place. I don't know whether it was by just coincidence or what, but I'm sure very a lot of it is very uh, structured and, and he's thought about it. But um, other things that come into it is quite interesting too. So, um, but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't all that interested at first. 
in actually competing. Um, I knew people were achieving a fantastic results and 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 distances and 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 what have you. So, but I actually just sort of signed up during COVID, and and it got delayed and delayed. So that's and then it finally finally went there. So, um, and in, in that sense, uh, I was kind of forced to wait in some ways too. Um, yeah. There's a couple in Victoria, uh, but they're they're quite tough and quite uh, many times of the year as well. So it didn't really interest me either. But um, yeah, and you did 41 hours in that one too, which it was outstanding, and qualified you for the Australian team for the Backyard Ultra too. Mm-hmm. Was that a goal? Sorry, was it? Was that a goal of yours to make the Australian team? No, 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 absolutely not. I just was, uh, again, it was like a, I believe this is actually my very first race in Queensland ever, um, other than the marathon, like the Gold Coast Marathon. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wanted to go up there, but it just, there was enough sort of races in Victoria and other places that, yeah, I never made it up. But yeah, finally signed up, like I said, during COVID, it got delayed, delayed, and made it up there. And um, no, I, I, like, it was just to have a go, really, literally, literally. Um, I went with there with a, a friend, Nikki and, and Dave. Yeah. Um, obviously, they quite in there with the running, but yeah, just to have fun and and, and enjoy uh, yeah. whatever comes along. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even know there was this uh, world championship or Australian team or how yeah. many laps I needed. I had no idea. I really, I really. But you didn't even know. Okay. No, no, no. It wasn't yeah. a target or anything like that at all. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because it should be noted as well. I'm pretty sure that you're the only person to have made 24 hour national team as well as the backyard ultra national team, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Kevin Muller uh, couldn't make it to uh, yeah. the Australian team. Uh, he's got uh, fifty odd laps. Uh, yeah. So he yeah. qualified, but he didn't. He had other engagements, I believe. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I think it transfers very, uh, very well from twenty-four hour running into that type of. You can see from around the world the, the performances being put by Harvey Lewis, for example. Yeah. Um, people like uh, Courtney. Yeah, uh, they're all uh, under 24 hours and then they always do well so mm. yeah did you have a crew when you went up there or um yeah basically um david came up to yeah. to help us out and uh yeah yeah mm. and, and a couple of people sort of dropped their heads and that the people that i know uh yeah. they um uh, they dropped in to help out as well which all helps yeah and, and did you enjoy it was it was it funner than you expected it to be or how, how did you like it um yeah it was an interesting race uh yes yes i did yes i did um very different to um to what i'm used to obviously yeah. um although yeah i love the course uh you the, the organizers and, and the volunteers were fantastic the other runners it was a, a full field i think 200 plus or 200 people started at the start there was still more than a handful of people left at halfway, definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, you get to chat with them right and on the way through. Plenty of time for that. And uh, yeah, weather was weather was fantastic. So yeah, what can you? Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, it's what a lot of people say is that they love the social aspect of backyard ultras, where because you're running with people the whole time, whereas in like like a point A to B. You're running on your own 
for pretty much the whole race. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah, in some some hundred milers and things like that, it could be thousand people. But um, once it starts uh, spreading out, that's what, yeah, they might be fifteen minutes away, like 10, 15 minutes away, mm -hmm. but you're moving at the same pace, so you might not see them for two, three hours. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this okay. thing always starting the same time. So yeah. yeah, what did you find the most challenging aspect of the backyard ultra format? um just same as anyone the, the mental side of it you know why why do you want to go out for another lap is you know that that's the question always comes up yeah um and then ultimately you know can, can you do another lap it's like yeah you probably can like, okay all right so you go ahead and do another lap yeah um but then there's other you know there's a lot of things that comes into your mind especially when you get to that pointy end and, and the lap counts go up um you start looking around and uh you know like someone like phil or or ryan or kevin you know you know they're gonna go like 60 70 laps right so it's like hmm, are you prepared to go that far are you, you know is it like i said i didn't plan to, to do whatever laps you keep going there i just went in there to do to i uh, just do my best um but if you start thinking like that already then then you've already kind of lost really yeah uh, that psychologically even before the the start yeah all those things come into it and, and during um but then you, you read some of these uh um race reports that some of these people do and you know they, they go through the difficulties as well you know if i did one more lap oh, what could have happened you know you just, you just don't know right yeah um it's not easy when you start doing three when you're talking 300 400 500k you're sort of talking laps and you go oh, yeah, i did 50 laps 60 laps 70 laps or whatever but you know you're talking three four five hundred kilometers yeah. um or anyone if you do 300 kilometers walking even 50 hours just standing still you know you'd, you'd yeah. do, you know yeah. um but uh yeah yeah all those things come through your mind and yeah very interesting how did you manage the sleep side of things because with backyard ultras with all those regular breaks it you would get tired and you've got all these opportunities to try and sleep so did you sleep and how did you manage that um for me it, again for me the key is just to stay relaxed as much as possible throughout right from the start try and rest as much as possible from the start as well um of course it, it's hard to sort of actually fall asleep you know during daytime and uh uh when you're sort of fresh um but i still try to get a shut eye just close your eyes and just rest it's still a rest um i know when i was when i used to be younger i actually probably could sleep in that five minutes i could probably still nod off but right. as i get older and older it just i don't know why it just uh it changes and I can't fall asleep at a snap of a finger. Um, I think someone like Phil can, by the sound of it. I've had a quick chat with him. Yeah. Um, so that, that's one of his key, um, I think, strengths. Um, he's, obviously, that he can run on the one side, but the other side is, um, yeah, he can actually uh, sleep and, and rest very well, very relaxed. So, yeah. And so... By the sound of things, you didn't get any sleep during that 41 hours or you were just, just resting uh, in those breaks. I think I had a couple of moments where there was like a little nod off. Um, it might be like five minutes. Um, yeah. 
but I think I was relaxed enough that 40 hours was was not too bad. Um, generally, yeah, like you know, people can go day, day and a half, two days probably with no sleep. Yeah. Now from then on, it, it gets more difficult. But um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I did get a little nod off here and there. That's all. Yeah. Then do you do you remember what was the um, what eventually made you um, finish at the forty one hours? Um, at the time I had basically had enough. Yeah. yeah. I had enough. It was you know first go. Um, like I said, I I didn't know it was an Australian team or some other like a certain uh, number that I was going for. Um, actually, at the time, I think I was going to stop at about thirty eight, something like that. And then Dave said, um, "Why don't you even it out at fifth or forty or something?" I think. And then I said, "Oh yeah, okay, that sounds nice and even number." <laughs> so I did forty, and then. Uh, uh, Alun, I think, actually came over and said, "Hey, I've done one more lap or something." He encouraged him to go for okay, one more lap. I thought, "Okay, right, right. I'll do one more lap." So that's why. And then forty-one, and I said, "Okay, that's enough." And called it a day. And was it not till after you'd actually finished that you found out about qualifying for the Australian team? Was it? Yeah, yeah, and then it was interesting. There was like little someone took a snapshot of a, like a screenshot of uh Laz and I think it was Peter yeah. chatting someone chatting saying oh yeah 41 and yeah may or may not be good enough for this team or that team or whatever and at that time you know you're pretty tired you know didn't register or didn't count <laughs> didn't even uh think about it but um and then like I don't know was it within a few weeks or something like that um they sort of announced the team um saying yeah you're good enough to for for the top whatever uh, number of people to to represent and at first i wasn't thinking much of it i was like oh, okay mira Murna, pretty tough course i was almost i think actually i only got in because a couple of people couldn't make it i was actually like number 18 or something like that yes yeah so i yeah they, they didn't they didn't register until i got a call from someone saying uh, from peter saying uh hey yeah you might be in the team um what do you think um and then I had to think about it overnight before I actually <laughs> to say yes. I thought, well, okay, it's still a pretty big deal, and then and, and yeah. go along, have a go. Um, but even then, I wasn't hundred percent sort of uh, keen, I suppose, <laughs> if you want to put it that yeah. way. And did it take you long to make? Like, did you decide the next day? Yes, and you you got keen, or what happened? Like took a few days yeah and then I, then i then i started looking into yeah these things and then okay it's, it's around the world all this you know 15 people from yeah countries 30 40 50 countries or something like that competing at the same time uh, including uh the big one in tennessee and um like it's it's pretty big deal i thought it's like yeah to get an invite is quite a, a privilege yeah um that's that's when i decided yeah and then i said yep i'll do it no yeah, sure. i'll have a crack and what did you learn from the Clint Eastwood that helped you um, to improve and prepare for that world champs at Miriam Werner? Um, it's in some ways it's not that much different to a twenty-four hours. Mm. Um, so we were fairly okay 
with all the what do you call it tactics or the plans or logistics side of it um you just have more time so you get more time to think about it and your body's kind of i guess less stressed um uh, for that period of time when you're resting um so you can digest and eat and 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 drink whatever you want uh, whereas under 24 you think it's slow but you're still moving along compared to something like uh i suppose that's the same as you know compared to a marathon you know it's like, like 24 hours is a long time and and you have time to actually eat you know <laughs> um but um yeah in, 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 a, in a backyard you're actually sitting down for a little bit thinking okay maybe i'll have a pizza or burger or something you know next couple of hours you know um so just uh trying out all different that type of stuff um actually one of the main things i was quite surprised queensland got quite cold as well and, and a lot of these events it tends to get cold overnight mm. uh, maybe it's the time of the year they, they always have it on but um in queensland yeah in the afternoon it got reasonably warm enough they use sweating mm. uh, when you stop uh, you're wet all the time so that you can get you cool down and then you go again you get wet and then you get cooled down again it's like that was quite yeah uh, difficult to manage um just keeping warm in between is, is very very important especially when it's cold overnight um that was um that i had to sort of adjust a little bit and find uh i suppose a comfortable um gear and 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 and, and what i needed um i'd sort of have to figure out yeah well it would have been good practice if the clint eastwood got cold at night because it was absolutely freezing at night at miram weren't it oh, yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah um for any yeah again like i said like when you're running and then you stop you're warm but even if it's five degrees when you're running you get warm you sweat yeah um but when you stop you cool down excessively and then when it's that cold even with a jacket on you can't keep warm um in mirror water i didn't think it would i knew it was going to get down to single digits like you know three four five degrees um but uh, i felt like you know zero obviously with all the ice over the cars i saw and um yeah everything was coated in white all those hills looked beautiful um, yeah during that morning uh but yeah just trying to keep uh, a drink hot stuff just keep the energy up um try and keep dry as possible um a lot of gear you know just uh blankets um a hot water bottle helps a lot or helped me a lot yeah um, uh yeah 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 that that got that got very cold very interesting um yeah I'll, I'll hardly ever run in a, a jacket even yeah. a down jacket I think I did a a lap in so yeah so. did did you have any goals going into the world champs um so any goals uh no just to yeah. push as much as i can <laughs> uh okay definitely to uh to go past 41 i knew i could do that yeah um if i had any sort of goal 48 was kind of the reference mark for me at yeah. least and then go get to 48 and then see you know what you've got from there and then uh yeah 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 did you go through any like 
before, like because you did fifty one hours. Mm-hmm. Was there a period where, like, where it got started getting really hard? Because you know, one of the things with backyard ultras is it's easy until it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, was what what period do you remember that it started not being easy anymore? Uh for the for that one, it was quite interesting that I started coming up with like a little bit of a not in, injury niggle, little niggle. Um, okay, like to go back right from the start, just to sort of explain, but I started off with a, a trail shoes. I don't wear much. Mm. Um, big sort of chunky sort of hocker. Uh, trail shoes uh, because I thought we were running in the paddocks, yeah. um, and then that changed. And then they said, "Okay, we'll only run for a certain number of hours here, maybe ten hours or something like that." So I said, "Okay, but it's running, oh, but you know, for whatever hours, shoes the shoes. I'm going to just go out in these shoes. I'm not going to change. I didn't change." And then I started getting little like a niggle on my foot, around my foot and ankle and things like that. I didn't know what it was for a while, so, but you know, these things you. you kind of go it's only for another couple more hours but it just i just persisted mm. um but then when they said they were staying out for a little bit longer i said I, i've got to change these shoes or something uh, i've got to try something at this stage so i changed my shoes um and it came good over the next 10 laps again um but then about 40 odd laps on i started feeling the same sort of um, pain in my ankle again uh, which i don't get normally um, and then I could start seeing my labs getting affected. Um, time, time wise, like you were going slow. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So I had to try a little bit harder, a little bit harder to keep up or I slow down a little bit. And I did a couple of, I think, slower laps around there, around the 50 minute mark or 50 something minute yeah. marks. Um, and were you trying to run a consistent time or were you varying it depending on circumstances? Uh, it ended up fairly even, yeah. fairly even. Looking back, yeah, I don't think I did. It all landed within around that, you know, wasn't forty, but you know, the forty threes, forty two, forty threes to maybe the fifty something. Yeah. But you know, it'd be it'd be like a more, less than handful of runs at forty twos, for example, and it'll be less than handful of runs at fifty fives, for example. Yeah, most of it kind of landed in you know that forty five. Right. Plus minus. Because some runners I noticed were using it as a tactic, like mm. uh, if they wanted a longer break and, for example, to have a shower, they would run a faster lap to give themselves a longer break. Did you? You yeah. didn't. You, you didn't do anything <laughs> like that. No, I couldn't. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil would take off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thirty something minute laps. It's like whoa, okay. Yeah. So I certainly didn't have thirty. Well, no, I certainly didn't have thirty something minute lap in me um you know i wasn't gonna have a shower that's for sure yeah um but yeah i was always aware of like you know like little faster laps will take toll on me uh after a while so i kept it fairly even fairly i would do like a slightly faster maybe a minute or two we're talking nothing drastic you know, yeah. if i need to go to the bathroom something like that or yeah. if i wanted to change clothes or something like that then yeah maybe a couple two three four minutes faster right um if i wanted to then conserve myself a little bit then it'll be like in the yeah maybe the 55 range things like that but yeah not not too many that i can recall yeah and when you changed your shoes to the like the road shoes i'm guessing they were did did that that help that stop the pain yeah 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 yeah. again i have never had that problem before um 
but yeah, it did um, help straight away, straight away. Yes. And you mentioned the course. Were, were you glad that the course was run on the road and not yes. on the paddock? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yes, yes. And we wouldn't be looking at that sort of lapse, obviously, in the, in the paddocks. Yeah. Um, much more difficult. Yeah. Some ways you go on slower and things like that, but I, I think, yeah, that was a bit been out there sort of once or twice before not for a race but just for a practice run right. but yeah it's quite a it's a paddock yeah <laughs> sure is. yeah and so at the 51 hours like do you remember what it was um that ended it for you in that race or was just yeah like yes uh yeah but basically because yeah my lap time so slowing down a little bit could i have done another it probably probably could have done another lap you know yeah uh, but i think that was around that one or two a.m mark as well whatever night um i don't know who's going to be watching this one but i didn't uh i didn't take the next day off um i will work oh really okay, if i <laughs> if i sort of stop here now you know i can still make it to work <laughs> um yeah um so all in all yeah again the other guys were looking strong um we were in pretty good look i was again i was not struggling, but I was starting to feel it at 40 something laps. Yeah. Um, how much more can I go? At that stage, we were catching Belgium and we did catch them. That's why I kept on going. Yeah. Um, you know, I sort of, sort of thinking, started thinking, oh, maybe injury, you know, maybe do I need to push? Do I want to push? And then, uh, yeah, we we're catching Belgium or a couple of laps behind. We had a couple more people at the time. So, um, that got, that kept me going at the time. Um, it wasn't just about me at that time. It was like, okay, okay, we can position ourselves to get a bit of lead. I knew we knew everyone knew Belgium was going to go for 80 plus, right? I knew that I didn't 100, but I thought 100 was in the in the in the um in the making, but uh, so we needed as many laps as you could. Um, I think a lot of other guys thought the similar as well. At that uh, that group of people that was left, um, they they yeah, they, they pulled out some some great uh, great performances actually. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. And then once we got to a certain stage, again, all balance of things. I thought, yeah, I've had enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you actually ran the fifty one hours, went home, and then worked. That yeah. Day that day. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I got a couple of hours of sleep and then did. Wow. Um, all the essential work at, at the very least and then uh yeah oh, wow <laughs> um so that 51 yards you ran um that actually i think qualified you just above the cutoff mark at that point in time to make it to big next yes. year yes i think at, at now you've actually just dropped below that line yeah um are you gonna try and run a couple of backyard ultras or try and make it back into that qualifying position <laughs> again initially i thought no that's that's how it is if it works out it works out if it doesn't it doesn't kind of thing in fact you don't know whether it's good enough at the time right uh, yeah. but when they actually afterwards because it's a big deal i suppose in that time and, and they kind of made a like almost like an announcement about it because it was a big race i guess or big event around the world and all the big runners were competing on that day or that weekend 
they made an announcement as such saying hey this is a top 75 list and i saw my i think i was up to 75th or something like yeah. that um and then i thought okay well if i make it i make it if i don't i don't kind of thing at the time yeah uh but obviously there's another i don't know it might be another 100 100 races around the world till next august whatever is the cutoff time is and you know these many many countries and many many good runners they're going to be going for that those laps or cutoff times at the very least um so yeah we were actually sort of having a quick i was having a quick chat with phil saying yeah what do you think we'll make it to the world championship or the the tennessee and he was like, yeah, I'm thinking that's a big, I thought maybe 55, 57, you know, something like that to make it in. Yeah. Um, that's current, I think. Current is like 54, 55, something like that. Yeah. Phil said, yeah, I think it might be like 60, 65, man. I was like, oh, okay, that's fairly high. But but that's, I think that's probably what we're looking at, you know, 60. Yeah. But you know the target now, so, and you've got one year. So uh, I'll see, I'll see. I haven't decided, but yeah, it, it sounds interesting enough that yeah. I'm thinking about it, yes. You might have to, if you do want to go for it, you might have to go to the, one of the races interstate because the only one in Victoria is the MVP and that's a pretty tough course. The course record's 41 laps. So if you wanted something flat, you might need to go to WA, I think, to try and qualify. I saw, yeah, I saw like those things do come into uh, come into play. Yeah. Um, and obviously you just can't do it every every event like oh i'm gonna just go there and do 60 laps you can't you can't do that right yeah some certain people have to turn up to do that yeah that's um, true and then there are enough good people around for sure for mm. sure um but uh yeah that those things sort of start to go hey which one is the best one uh i love clean eastwood that the course was yeah fantastic loved it yeah yeah and so where does the backyard ultra format sit in your priority now like is it do you love all different formats the same or do you have a favorite at the moment or where what are your goals and plans for 2023 in other words if you haven't mm -hmm. about that yet um the 24-hour world championship yeah number one for sure yeah. yeah sure um and it has been for a little bit and it will be probably for the next couple more years at least yeah um but then it doesn't mean the other things don't fit in. Like I said, I think it transfers very easily um, to these formats. It just mm. depends how long you want to stay out there, really. But um, yeah, um, and then and yeah, Tennessee towards the end of next year. Like I said, if it fits in, then yeah, that's the. I'm thinking about it. Let's say yes. Yeah, yeah it's on your radar. Yes, on the radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, you live in Melbourne, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Where are your favourite running spots around Melbourne? <laughs> Just Capital City Trail. I'm, I'm, I live, you know, fairly close to our city. Yeah. So, and and actually, I don't own a car. Um, I get around by you know public transport or, or run. I just jog yeah. or run or walk. Um. So basically, again, like if I travel anyway, it's it's hour hour and a half to Dandenong Ranges, for example. And that's like a three-hour return time. Right. So in three hours, I can run a fair bit, right? So, <laughs> um, so Capital City Trail is 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 uh, bread and butter. Yeah, bread and butter. Yeah, 
Yeah. Are you on Strava? I don't, I'm not sure if I've seen you on Strava before. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. On Strava. Yes. Sort of, I think it's a private account or something, but I, I, I know enough people that they don't find me. And yeah. 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 So when I, when I was doing a bit of research, I was actually a bit surprised that, um, because your birth date was is listed on the ultra website as 1971. I couldn't believe it because I thought <laughs> it looks so much younger than that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's the zoom, the, <laughs> the fuzz. I don't know. No, no, luck out, luck. Uh, I've been, I guess, lucky. Yeah. Um, see my gray hair. So <laughs> all right. Uh, maybe less stress in my life. I don't stress myself out, but. It's probably the, a bit of the running as well. Running keeps you young, probably. Yeah, yeah. I've burnt a lot on the weekend, actually. That doesn't help, but yeah, um, yeah. Trying to keep uh, sun cream face. Maybe that's, maybe that's the secret. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, well, hey, well, John, that was really great. So, thanks for um, joining the podcast today. I've really got a lot out of that. So, I hope you've enjoyed it. No worries. Yeah, yeah. No, good chat. Uh, first yeah. time for a podcast of anything, actually, for me. But uh, yeah, thanks for the uh, invite and the, and the chat. Yeah, no worries. And hopefully I'll see you in a race. I'll be doing the 24-hour in Coburg. Okay, yeah, excellent. I, I'll be down there for sure, I'd say. Yeah. Um, whether it be uh, watching on or crewing someone or, or running. Mm. If I feel like running after uh, Delirious in Feb. Oh, yeah. Then uh, maybe a 12 maybe a 24 we'll see we'll see are you, do, are you doing the 200 or the 100 miler in the delirious uh the full 200 yeah yeah okay will that yeah. be your first 200 miler yeah for sure for sure oh. uh, that's one of these ones that were you know again delayed. i think i signed up on the first year of COVID, i think and then uh, got delayed and delayed yeah. couldn't make it couldn't make it last minute literally last minute like within the week i was just about to fly but couldn't make so uh this time surely yeah we'll make it there and, and have a go yeah, those events look awesome. I'd love to do one of those one day. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've been years uh, to uh, to make it over to Perth. Uh, see Shawnee and his uh, his friends, um, yeah. Sean Keisler. Um, yeah, awesome. All right. Well, um, enjoy the rest. Are you going to go for a run today, or have you been on one yet? Uh, just biking. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you, no, yeah. no running. Probably. I, I feel like running. I feel almost good but uh no there's this definite residual effects from the uh from the weekend oh, so bike felt very good actually so yeah biking yeah yeah so you went on a pretty long run yesterday did you no, no uh on the weekend i uh, did the the coast of cozy the oh yeah i forgot yeah. about that i was gonna <laughs> yeah well done yeah you've done it a few times but yeah that looked awesome always the yeah you kind of i don't know you don't even really think about it i don't think about it leading up to it too much or try not to 240k is a long way think about it too much it's like yeah we're heading but um yeah sometimes a couple of years last two years i didn't make it i was yeah definite fomo that's for sure yeah yeah even though they had a tough tough time this year had a beautiful beautiful weather the best you could get so yeah. i had a lot of fun yeah with the crew as well yeah it looked it looked awesome. I was thinking to myself, I've definitely got to put this on my bucket list. Um, it looked amazing. Yeah, yeah, one of the one of the best races. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you so you pulled up okay then by the sound of things. Still a bit sore. Yeah, the normal residual effects, but um, yeah, it's it's a long way, and I struggled yeah. a little bit as well towards the second half. So, 
Uh, but everything kind of normal. No yeah. uh, acute uh, pain or anything like that. So I'm hoping, you know, not that stupid, but I'm hoping to run by the end of the week, I guess, yeah. Yeah, awesome. All right. I can't believe I forgot about the Coast of Cozzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, look, um, I run around Melbourne a bit too, so if I see you, I'll uh, I'll give you a wave. I work in Docklands, so. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. It's just like three Ks, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. No for, thanks for coming on, and um, I hope the recovery goes well as well. Thank you. Thank you. You have a good one too. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Bye, John. Cheers. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.